0: Matthew chapter 9. Uh, let's just look at a portion of verse 30. Are we there? There we go. And their eyes were open. Let's just stop right there. Will you repeat this with me? And their eyes we're open amen if you help me preach this today turn to neighbor and say neighbor pastor allen is going to preach with your help and your amen i'm living my best life That may have been the wrong neighbor. Turn to the other neighbor on the other side of you and tell that neighbor, I ain't going back and forth with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we declare today that we want to live our best life now. Uh, Allow uh, this revelation to meet us in our situation, to prepare us for the pre-planned elevation that you have already preplanned for our lives as you prepare to take us to our next destination that's going to be even greater than where we are today. I ask now that you would use me in spite of me so that something may be said or done to encourage and to enhance and to enlighten someone's spiritual walk with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we declare on today that we wanna cover uh, these co-pastors as they continue to labor in love uh, with the people whom you love and allow them to take this ministry and this church to the next level that you have already pre-planned and designed, yes, before the foundation of the world. Uh, We are standing in anticipation of what you're getting ready to do in your revelation And we're not going to wait until this sermon is over. We're going to shout right now If there's anybody who's ready to live your best life right now Come on and give the Lord your biggest and best hand clap of praise Praise him until the windows of heaven open up You ought to praise them until they open up and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. I dare you to open up your mouth and holler like he's already done it. I see you. Listen to this. Allow me to arrest your attention on today. Cuffed your conscience shackle your spirit, and incarcerate you with the word of God. I promise you, by the end of this sermon, you will be bailed out with blessings beyond your belief. If you just believe that this day is the beginning of the best day of your life. Have I got somebody in the building that receives that? Listen to this. I want to suggest if we could sum up this entirety of this sermon on this morning with just one simple sentence, it would be this. The only way that we can live our best life is to blindly follow Jesus right now. The only way for us to live our best life is for each of us to blindly follow Jesus right now. Do you mind if I just take just a moment to just be just a little didactic here to lay the foundation for which this sermon will be built upon? I I know you already know this, but this is just a reminder for your spirit and for your soul, but more importantly, for the person that's sitting next to you. Faith is the substance, y'all can help me out, this is called church today, of things hoped for, it's the the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But how can they hear without a preacher? But without faith, it is to please God. For those who believe that He is God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who. Diligently seek him. My brothers and sisters, as we exegetically examine and hermeneutically hunt and theologically think our way through the tremendous tension that's trapped in this text, we find two blind brothers who are diligently seeking him. And they're not seeking him by sight, they're seeking him by faith because the text says they're blind. Y'all ain't walking with me. And so the only way they're going to get their blessing, the only way they're going to get to the point of living their life, uh uh-huh, the best right now is for them to hear a word from Jesus. I I wonder if there's anybody who woke up this morning and said, can I just get a word from Jesus? Well, well, if that's the case, then let's look at the text in verse 27. Keep your Bibles open because Pastor Allen is Bible-based, Christ-centered, and he's always prayer-minded. The first thing I discover in verse 27 of this text is that the text says, and two men followed him. Okay, y'all, y'all, a little, y'all still sleep in the fog. Let, let me try this section. And, and two blind men followed him. Y'all are doing a little better. Let me try this section. And two blind men... I don't think none of y'all got this yet. Before we even get started, somebody has to raise the question, how in the world did two blind men... And and see, in in order to really ask that question, we got to back up two verses to verse 25, because there we see that there was a crowd who was with him. Now, now, now what's interesting to me is that there was a crowd who was with him, but then Jesus left them. And when Jesus left them, the crowd didn't go with him. So the crowd that could see Jesus didn't want to follow Jesus. But the two blind men who couldn't see Jesus walked behind him. I wonder if there's anybody in the building that recognizes what I see. Which raises the question to me, an even deeper question, is not even how did the two men know how to follow Jesus. The even deeper question is how did the two men find each other? Are y'all ready to think with me today? I mean, they're blind. How, how did they connect? They could not have connected by sight. Which lets me know that I am not deficient if I'm blind. My problem with my sight when I see somebody who's blind is I immediately think they are deficient. There's a distinction between being deficient and being different. If I'm deficient, watch this, that means I'm incapable. If I'm different, it means I'm incredible. If I'm deficient, it means I can't win. If I'm different, it means all I do is can win. No matter what. If I'm deficient, y'all ain't gonna walk with me today. It means, and it does not mean that I am incapable. But if I'm different, it means I am incredible. The reason why I know this is true, because look at yourself, and then look at the person to the left and to the right of you, and guess what? They don't look like you. But then look at the person in your section behind you, and they don't look like you. And then look at the person in this section and that section over to that section to this section, and nobody in this house looks like each other. That's because you and you alone are incredible. Nobody has your fingerprint. That's incredible. Y'all ain't going to walk with me today. Nobody has your DNA. That's incredible. Out of 7.7 billion people on the planet, there's nobody like you. I hope you understand how incredible you are. Can you give an incredible God some incredible praise? Because he made you so Well, 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 look at the text, then, because then that, that, that moves us to something that we've got to understand about being blind, and that's this. Being blind actually elevates those who are blind with an enhanced heightened sense of sense in other areas of their life. In other words, if, if I'm blind, then I have a heightened enhanced sense of touch— I have a heightened, enhanced sense of smell. I have a heightened and enhanced sense of hearing. You think they're blind and you think they're deficient. I say they're blind and I say that they're different because it's incredible that they can hear what folks who have sight can't hear. Y'all ain't gonna walk with me today. Am I in the text? And so then it causes us to raise the question about this hearing. And what I want to suggest that it is the functional and is the metaphorical and the the structural enhances that you have when you're blind that, that allows us to even sit and wonder how can Stevie perform and sing the songs in the keys of life when Stevie has never seen the keys he's been playing? okay, y'all ain't going to walk with me today. Y'all ain't going to walk with me today. Maybe we need to have a talk with God too because I wish that my ebony eyes could see the rainbow in the sky. Is there anybody in the building that recognizes it's a good thing to be blind? It, it, it moves us then to the dynamics, this of movement versus improvement. Can somebody say movement? versus improvement. See, everybody in the text is moving. In verse 25, the crowd is moving. In verse 27, Jesus is moving. In verse 27, the two men are moving. Somebody say, everybody's moving. The crowd is moving away from Jesus. Jesus is moving away from the crowd, and the two men are moving behind Jesus. Lord, have mercy. I'm talking about movement versus improvement. And see, what I've got to understand is all movement ain't good moving. If my movement does not include improvement, I should have never moved in the first place. Okay, this side is clapping. They're not. They just added two minutes, because now i got to explain myself. <laughs> H- have y'all, have, does anybody watch the NBA? Have y'all heard of Carmelo Anthony? Have y'all also heard of LeBron James? Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James both were drafted in 2003 in the NBA. Carmelo was drafted by Denver. He then got a new life in New York. He then had another opportunity in Oklahoma. They then sent him because they had hope in my hometown of Houston, but it didn't take more than four weeks for them to say, Houston, we got a problem. (laughs) And he's already gone. Now he moved and moved and moved and moved, but with no improvement. He came out in 2003 with LeBron. LeBron went from Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland, and now in L.A. He moved from Cleveland and went to Miami and got two rings. He moved back to Cleveland and got another ring. He's in L.A. and it's about to be bling-bling in a minute. Because everywhere he has moved, he has improved. Okay, y'all can't shout with Carmelo, and y'all can't shout, Lord, have mercy today. I'm starting to feel something pushing me now. And y'all can't shout, watch this with LeBron, because maybe you can't shout with yourself. Because if I'm not careful, I made some movements. I moved from that man to that man to that man to that man. But when I moved from that man, it got worse than the first man. Then the third man was worse than the second and the first man. And the man I'm with ain't no good. Makes me wish I would have met the first man. I moved from one job to the next job to the next job to the job I'm on now. But when I moved from the first job, it was the boss. When I moved from the second job, it was the coworkers. When I moved to the third job, it was the boss and the co-workers. Now I'm on the fourth job and wish I'd never left the first job. Okay, y'all can't shout with me? Then let's take it to the chat. I moved from that church to this church to that church, and now I'm at the church, and this church has a problem. But the problem ain't the church. I'm so blind, the problem is. Somebody holler, I want to live my best life. Well, that's something I see in the text. Do I have time to preach this today? But the first thing I see in the text is this, that we have to review our relationships. See, he's moving them from verse 25 with the crowd, and now they're moving together with themselves, and they're two blind men who can't see Jesus like the crowd saw him. The crowd sees him but don't want to follow him. The two don't see him but they follow him. They connected. Somebody say connected. But how did they connect if they can't see? They connected by spirit. Oh, y'all gotta stay with me now. Because watch this, what that tells me then is somebody holler relationship. My relationships reveal my friendships. My friendships reveal my fellowships. My fellowships reveal my hardships. There are some people right now, you may know, your kinfolk, your friends you went to school with who are presently incarcerated in the state of Georgia. I would declare for all of them, it's not really them. The hardships that they are encountering and experiencing in incarceration now are a result of the fellowships. But the fellowships are a result of the friendships that they established. And so the friendships led to the fellowships would have now led to the hardships. And they didn't see it. That's why I got to review my, my I got to review it. I, 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 I've got to review my Relationship. Somebody say review. Yeah, and then that moves me with my movement into my improvement for who I am. Because watch this. It's not the fact that L.A. is the right place for LeBron. The reality is LeBron improved his person before he got to the place. Carmelo never improved his person, so it doesn't matter which place. I'm talking to somebody who's saying right now in the church, if I can just get out of Georgia, if I can just get out of this Atlanta region, and if I could just move to another city in another state, you can move there. But if you don't make no improvement, we, we, we got to review our relationships. But there's something else I see. Not only do we need to improve our relationships, are y'all still walking with me? We're still in verse 27. He, he wants us to review our relationships because, watch this, he wants to redirect our route. The crowd is going another way. Jesus is going this way. He wants to redirect the two blind men not to go with the crowd and not to go back to their house, but to follow him. Where is he going? He ain't told them. Oh, y'all ain't walking with me. Okay, watch this. I used to work for Continental Airlines back in the day. That's before they became United, and I used to work in the reservations department. Do y'all know that there are only four ways to travel? The first one is nonstop. That's if you fly from Houston to Atlanta nonstop. You don't change planes until you land at Hartsville International from Hobby Airport in Houston. The second way to travel is by, watch this, a connection. Somebody say connection. That would have happened if I traveled from Houston and flew to Dallas. When I landed in Dallas-Love Field, I would have made a connection in Dallas to another plane and then took a plane from Dallas-Love Field into Hartsfield-Atlanta. Connection. Somebody say direct. Direct Direct, as if I would have flown from Houston to Dallas-Love Field, stopped in Dallas, but not switched planes, stayed on the plane, and then flew from Dallas-Love Field on the same plane I left Houston and landed in Hartsfield. That's three ways nonstop connection and direct. But I said there were four ways to travel. Y'all know what the fourth way is? A redirect. Do y'all know the difference between a redirect and the first three? If I'm traveling nonstop, making a connection or going direct, it's my choice. If I go on a redirect, I had no choice in that decision. That came from the air traffic controller. And guess what the air traffic controller knows? What I can't see. He knows there's inclement weather in front of me. He knows there's a natural disaster in front of me and he redirects me to get me to where I wanna go. I'm talking to somebody in the building. You're mad at your air traffic controller because he's trying to redirect your route. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. today. Am I preaching yet? Uh, he, he wants to, to review our relationships. He, he, he wants to redirect our, our route. But then there's something else I see. He wants us to, to, to risk our reliance. See, he wants us to review our relationships because relationships matter. But he wants us to review our relationships so that we get to the point of redirecting our route so that he can now isolate us to see if we're willing to risk our reliance. Look at verse 28. I'm just tiptoeing through the text. Verse 28 says, when he entered the house, the blind man came up to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? But in verse 27, as Jesus had went out from the crowd, the two blind men followed him, and they cried out to him, have mercy on us. Jesus never answered them in verse 27. Y'all missed it. Sometimes on my journey in life, I may not hear from him when I talk to him. But if I'm walking by faith and not by sight, I've got to trust him that my travel itinerary is still headed in the right direction. So notice when Jesus responds to them after they spoke to him. They spoke to him in the streets in verse 27. He responds to them in the house in verse 28. Y'all missed that. They spoke to him in the streets. He didn't respond to them until he got in the house. Let me try this section in the back. They spoke to him in the. He didn't respond to them until he got in the. Do you know why you ought to shout right now? Because right now you are not out in the. You are currently in the which means I can get a word from him. Maybe that's why he said, fail not to assemble yourselves as the manner of some who are still in the street because they can't live their best life now. Tell your neighbor, you you, got a risk. Do y'all know what the risk is? Am I going to rely on myself, or am I going to rely on him as my Savior? You know why it's a risk? Because in verse 27, they said, Lord, have mercy on us. And he did not respond, which means I'm making a risk because I could have gone with the crowd. I'm making a risk because I could have gone back home to my house and I don't need a leader to take me where I've already been. But if I'm going to make a risk to have my best life now, I'm not going to follow the crowd. I'm not going to go back home because I don't need Jesus to take me there. I'm going to blindly follow behind him. And I'm going to risk my reliance on him. Can I bless somebody in the building? He didn't answer him in the streets. And it wasn't until later in the house, which lets me know I ought to shout every time I come to his house. Because it means he's got a word before I leave. Look at the text, I'm, all in the t- I'm in the text. When he entered the house, the blind man came up to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am? Y'all missed that. I see God in there. Do you see it? Don't be blind. Who's God in there? I am. am. Y'all don't know I am from Exodus? Moses said, Lord, tell me who to tell these people in your house who you are. Moses, don't even waste your time with all that. It'll be too long. We'll be here till next year. Just tell him. And whatever you need, ask your neighbor, what do you need from him today? Tell him he is. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I didn't say he was. I didn't say he might be. He said I, uh, which means I'm an ever-present help in a time of me. I gotta risk my reliance. And he wants me to risk my reliance, watch this, because he wants to refine my reasoning. Look at the text. He said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Uh Uh-oh, someone say uh, he's refining my reasoning. Able to do what? Their request was not specific. I asked to have mercy on me. Do you think I'm able to do this? They didn't ask for their sight. They asked for mercy. Do you think I'm able to do this? Do what? Have mercy. I just missed. Sometimes my prayers are too specific. And I end up placing a limitation on his love. I wish I had somebody who will say, before I leave this place today, I'm not even gonna get too specific because I serve a God who does too many big things. That's what I love about your pastor. I was sitting in the office and I sat down on the chair and before I sat down, I almost sat on a pillow. And guess what that pillow said, pray big. Do y'all know what big is? It's just an acrostic that means believe in God. But do you know what it means to think bigger than big? B, believe. I, in. G, God. G, grace. E, expecting our results. Oh, is there anybody in the house that can think bigger than big? I don't know how you feel about it, but I came all the way from Houston just to tell y'all I think bigger. I'm believing in God's grace, expecting results for my family. I'm believing in God's grace, expecting results with my finances. I'm believing in God's grace, expecting results for my future. I'm believing in God's grace, expecting results for my fitness. Is there anybody in the building who's believing bigger? question is do you believe and they said yes someone say he's refining my reasoning so then he touched their eyes saying it shall be done to you according to your faith if it's according to your faith that lets me know that there are levels of blessings And that lets me know that I can't come on a Sunday morning to the church and look how my neighbor drove up in the church. Look what my neighbor is wearing in the church and follow my neighbor home to where they live after the church and be upset about what God did for them at church. Because what God did for them was according to the level of their faith. Are y'all still with me? And their eyes were open. Now here's my question. How did they receive their blessing? Was it their faith? (laughs) Was it the touching of their eyes? Or was it the word? I told y'all we laid the foundation in the beginning. Was it according to their faith? Or was it according to the touching of the eyes? Or was it the word? Hmm. Can we TiVo this text? MySpace our way back through time? Twitter our way through the New Testament and the Old Testament? Facebook Genesis? Google chapter one? Take an Instagram of the universe, and let's have a Snapchat with God. Don't worry. It'll all dissolve in less than five minutes. It was out of the dark that God said in chapter 1 of the book of beginnings, let there be and then light appeared. But John 1, and 1 says, in the beginning was the? Somebody's going to catch this in a minute. And the word was, and the word, John 1:14 says, and that word and stepped out of a dark womb into a dark world and declared, I am the light. Now, who was it in the beginning? Was it Jesus? Was it God? Was it the Word who said, let there be light? Y'all didn't come to think like this today, huh? What I'm trying to help somebody see is when they left the crowd in the dark, they followed the light. And when their eyes was open, it was not their faith. When their eyes were open, it was not the touching of Jesus' hands on their eyes. When their eyes was open, it was nothing but the Word. See, the reason why that was the weakest clap, because I think I need something other than the Word. So what I'll do is I'll go home, and I won't put a dime in the offering at the church, but I'll send it to the man on TV who's got a prayer cloth he bought at Walmart or some holy water he got from Piggly Wiggly, blind to the fact that all I need is a word. Well, I gotta leave y'all alone. He wants us to what, review our relationships because he wants to redirect our, our routing, because he wants to risk our reliance, because he wants to refine our reasoning. Here's what you need to shout. He gives us renewable rights. Look at the text. Look at the text. Where are we? We're down to the end of it, see? Let's see where it says. Then he touched their eyes, saying, it shall be done according to your faith. And their eyes were open. and Jesus sternly warned them, see that no one, come on, Bible readers. Next verse. But they went out (laughs) and spread the news to everybody. They got on Twitter. They got on Facebook. They got on Instagram. Y'all ain't hearing me. They got on their email. They text message everybody. Y'all not reading this. Their eyes were open. They got a blessing they didn't ask for. And y'all know what they did in this verse? Let's just call it what it is. They sinned. Jesus said, don't go tell nobody. The next verse, they immediately go tell everybody. They disobeyed the one who just delivered them with the biggest blessing in their life. Now, while y'all sitting there and shaking your head, can you believe they did that? That's because you're too blind to see you do that all the time. Every time he gives you a blessing, you end up turning right around and sinning. But say, I got renewable rights. See, see let, me, let, me, let me help you all. I don't know how it is in Georgia, but in Texas it's different. With, somebody say the DMV. Do you all know what the DMV is? The DMV is the Department of Motor Vehicles. But every year you got to renew. Now, now, now y'all, y'all can act holy if you want to, but I just got pulled over about last month by the cops. And, and, and he said that I wasn't making a, a, a turn signal from my lane onto the street that I turned onto. So he pulled me over, y'all, pulled me over to the side. I had my hands at the steering wheel, and he walks up. I put my window down, and he says, sir, where's your driver's license and insurance? I got my hands on the wheel, y'all. Y'all got to know how to act. I said, yes, sir, Mr. Officer, I got my identity in my right pocket in my pants that I'm about to reach for. I got my insurance in this compartment on the door between me and you. After I give you my license, I'm going to reach into this side pocket and I'm going to pull out the insurance. Yes, sir. He takes it, looks at it, goes back to the car, comes back. He says, do you know why? I stopped I said, no, sir. He said, because you didn't have your turn signals on. Y'all know what I did? I said, Mr. Officer, you're correct. I'm sorry, and I apologize. He said, were you trying to get somewhere? I said, yeah, I had a 10 o'clock appointment, and I guess I just wasn't thinking. It's my fault. I'm sorry. He said, wait a minute, I'll be right back. He comes back, y'all know what he does? He stands there, and he says, sir, uh, I ran your, your plates, and, and everything turned out OK with your insurance. Let me tell you something. Next time, be a little bit more careful, and I'm gonna let you go with a warning. Do you know why I did not end up paying a fine? Do you know why I didn't have to end up going to court? Do you know why I didn't end up with somebody seven days later saying ashes to ashes and dust to dust? Because I knew I was wrong! Y'all not hear <laughs> me? See, 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 what I'm trying to get somebody to understand is whenever God blesses you, don't get too big for your blessing because your sin date is on the way. But if you learn that you've got some renewable rights, 1 John 1, 9, if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, somebody holler, that's just a warning. I got to review my relationships. I got I to gotta get a redirect on my route. I got to risk my reliances. I got I to gotta refine my reasoning because I got renewable rights. I'm going to leave you alone with this one. That's why I got to have some rejoicing in his revelation. When I think about who he is compared to who I am, I can't help but rejoice about what he's done. What has he done for you, Pastor Allen? He's opened my eyes. Has he opened anybody's eyes today? I got to leave you alone with this one, y'all. This just happened today. I'm on my way. I got GPS, y'all. I travel all the time, so I'm Hertz five-star presidential gold. Lord have mercy. That means I got special privileges. Somebody say special privileges. So I'm hooked up with my Hertz five-star presidential goal, y'all, and I'm leaving. And, and, and here, here's what your pastor said. Do you need directions? I said, nah, bro, I got it, man. I'm good. Because I knew with my connection at Hertz, I've got what's called Never Loss. Uh, never Lost is my navigation system. Y'all gotta walk with me. Now, 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 now never lost, I've never seen never lost. But my, 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 my senses are heightened when I'm blind in cities I'm not used to. My hearing is heightened by her voice. I've never seen her. I've never met her. But, but they say I'm never lost. So I'm getting kind of braggadocious. Nah, bro, I got this. And I'm going to see you there on time. What time? I'll be there at 1025. Y'all, 1030, I get a call. Where are you, bro? <laughs> I said, I'm on my way, man. I'll be there in a few minutes. Okay, cool. It gets a little later about 10:40, 1040, 10:45. Where are you? I say, "Man, I don't know what's going on, bro. I'm lost." Here's what your pastor Jay said. "Hold on, pull over. I'm going to send you some help." Good morning now. Uh, and may the Lord God bless you real good. <laughs> But let me tell you somebody in the building, you better not listen to the voice of the crowd. You better not listen to the voice of your friends. You better not listen to the voice who says they gonna hook you up. You better listen to the voice of that man named Jay. Not that Jay. Jesus. Because when Jesus talks, I'm never lost. When Jesus walks, I'm never lost. When Jesus blesses, I'm never lost. Have I got somebody who's taken a walk with Jesus? Just a little walk with Jesus will make everything all right. Oh, what a friend that we have in Jesus all our sins and greeds to bear what a privilege it is to carry come on old folks to god in prayer have i got somebody in the building that's ready to live your best life now well don't wait until you see it you ought to praise him in advance you ought to open up your mouth You ought to give him your best praise. I'm looking for some praisers in the building. And if the person don't want to praise next to you, give them a SOS and tell them, scoot over some. We about to put some blessings in the air. Because when the praises go up, my blessings come down. Is there anybody in the building? that's ready to get some blessings then oh magnify the lord with me and let us exalt his name together put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care wave them till you get your answer wave them till you get your blessing wave them till you get your celebration. Wave them till you get your deliverance. Wave them with a little more exaltation. Wave them like you got God's favor. Wave them like you're waiting on his grace. Wave them and throw in a hallelujah, because a hallelujah is the highest praise Open up your mouth. Scream. Holler. Shout. Scream. Holler.